Welcome to the Autism Classroom Resources Podcast, the podcast for special educators who are looking for personal and professional development. I'm your host, Dr. Christine Reeve. For more than 20 years, I've worn lots of hats in special education, but my real love is helping special educators like you. This podcast will give you tips and ways to implement research-based practices in a practical way in your classroom to make your job easier and more effective. Welcome back to the Autism Classroom Resources Podcast. I am Chris Reeve and I am your host. And today I want to talk about mini schedules. Mini schedules are a type of visual schedule that often get forgotten in the classroom. We have so many visual supports that I think sometimes we just think that our daily schedule is enough. Uh, and sometimes we talk about mini schedules as task analysis schedules or teaching schedules. And if you followed the blog or the podcast for any length of time, you know I'm a huge fan of visual supports. I also think they're particularly important now as I'm recording this in the fall of 2020 when everything is so different and stressful. So in today's episode, I'm going to talk briefly about what mini schedules are, what they look like, why we use them, but I really want to focus in on the three main reasons that I think they're important in the classroom so that you have a real good understanding of why and how we use them for the most effectiveness. So I also have a free download for you that is available at the blog post for this episode. And you can find that at autismclassroomresources.com slash episode 55. Uh, it's a download of a couple different mini schedules that you may want to use with your classroom. And I have modified one of them to support what might be our unusual Halloween this year. So let's get started. So let me start with what mini schedules are. They are smaller schedules that break down those bigger activities in our daily schedule. So they can really break down activities in two different ways. It could be breaking down the individual steps. So a mini schedule to wash hands that we use in a lot of our classrooms serve as a visual support, essentially for a task analysis of how to do that skill. But a mini schedule can also be used to depict shorter activities within a larger scheduled activity. So an example of that might be a morning meeting schedule that shows that we're going to sign in, sing a song, and read a story. And that helps our students to be able to know what's expected, to know how much is expected, to know when it's going to be finished and how long it might be. They can judge their progress by how it moves through that schedule. And it's helpful in that way. So why do we use mini schedules or even just visual schedules? And I want to start by talking about the fact that I don't think visuals are just for students with autism. I think we hear about them more with autism. Certainly our research has focused on autism. And I think that many of our individuals with autism may require them more. Uh, but 
if I had more time than I could fit into a podcast, I have a whole beginning of a presentation about how we all use visual schedules. Uh, For instance, I write notes to myself, I prioritize my daily list of things to do, and I make checklists of steps to tasks that I don't complete very frequently, so I remember how to do them. Those are all examples of visual supports. So why are mini schedules in particular important? I think most teachers, especially those working with students with autism, but also across special ed, are told that they need visual schedules, but they aren't always told why the visual schedules are important. And the full explanation of all the technicalities is probably longer than I can cover in a podcast. But I want to cover today just three primary reasons that many schedules in particular can improve your instruction. And I'm focusing on this today because I think a lot of us are okay with using our daily activity schedule, but we don't always realize how much we can gain by breaking the steps down into smaller components. So, Our first, my first reason of why mini schedules are important are that they encourage nonverbal prompting. Many of our students become easily dependent on verbal prompts or just prompts in general because often of the way that we teach them. For students with autism, this is because they may not attend to the relevant information in the environment. So they may attend more to the prompt than than to the cues of the task. For other students, it might be similar reason, or it may just be that they hear our verbal directions so frequently that they come to rely on them. And so our teaching is typically most successful at building independence if we use more nonverbal prompts. If your student can understand pictures, then having a schedule and non-verbally pointing to the picture of each step is a really good way to do this. And then we can easily fade the point to the picture by moving our finger farther away, by waiting longer before we jump into point to see if we're getting some independence. By using nonverbal prompts, your students learn to follow that first direction, load the dishwasher, rather than learning to wait for you to say, open the dishwasher, pick up the dish, put the dish in. And then the steps of the task and how they visually present to him help him know what the next step is. So you say load the dishwasher and the student opens the dishwasher. The open dishwasher cues him to get a dish. The dish in his hand then cues him to put it in the dishwasher and so on. So that's ultimately where we want to get to. Being able to use nonverbal prompts to allow us to fade out can help us to get there. So the second reason they're important is because they encourage staff consistency. Because let's face it, visual schedules aren't just for our students. Have to tell you many times if the visual schedule for the student is set up wrong, the staff go to the wrong place too. They run our classroom by being visual cues for our students, but also for our staff. Many schedules cue the staff on the steps of the task, and they remind us all about what comes next. This is important in instruction, because when I wash the dishes and you wash the dishes, we probably don't do it exactly the same way. 
So let's say I put the dishes in the sink first and then I fill it with water, but you put the water in first and then you add the dishes. Imagine how hard that would be for a student who needs high levels of consistency because the order of the steps would be different whether you taught Sam that day or I taught Sam that day. So the task continues to change, which is going to be confusing for him. Our students need explicit instruction, and they need that instruction to be consistent. If you and I teach skills with different steps or in a different order, they might learn to do it one way with you or another with me. But in the end, it's going to take longer, it's going to be harder, and it's going to make our instruction much less efficient. Many schedules are set up so that the student and all of the staff complete the task in the exact same way each time. So even though I put the dishes in the sink first when I wash the dishes, if the team decides that filling the sink before putting the dishes in is important, we would always do it that way. So I don't prompt Sam to put the dishes in the sink before he fills it up. And finally, the third reason that I think mini schedules are so important in our classroom is that they build independence. They help adults fade themselves out so that the student can complete the task with just the schedule. Being able to complete a task with just the schedule increases the student's independence. So I know that some of you I'm hearing in my head are saying, but he has a schedule, so he's not independent. Well, yes, we can eventually fade that schedule out over time if we need to. But let's think about this for a minute. Am I any less independent if I go to the grocery store with my grocery list? I don't think I am. We're all taught to do that to improve making good food choices, which is not my strength, so I have to make sure I have my list. I also can't remember. I'm being a good grocery shopping planner by doing that. So why would we think that a student isn't doing the same thing if he has a grocery schedule or a picture list? Another example, what about a student with an augmentative communication device to talk? I hope that we would never think that we need to take that away from him to help him be more independent, because obviously he would be less independent without it. And why are schedules really any different? Do you have a checklist for packing for a trip? Do you have directions to look at when you start your grill? And if you're paranoid about blowing it up like I am, you probably do. So long and short, If the student can go to the grocery store with a visual schedule, but without an adult telling him each step, he's more independent, not less independent. If he can wash his hands in the bathroom with a visual schedule that he takes out of his pocket, but without having to have an adult go with him, he's more independent, not less independent. So I think we have to take ourselves away from that idea that just because I have a visual I'm less independent. Are there times that we want to fade those visual prompts? There certainly are. And I'll do another episode on when we make that decision and how we make that decision. Um, But those are the three primary reasons. There's lots of other reasons to use mini schedules in the classroom. But I think that they help to make our students faster, more efficient learners and more independent at a variety of functional skills.
Now, as I said, I have a free download for you in the resource library. Uh, it is two sets of mini schedules with different backgrounds. They are for going to the pumpkin patch. And because I know that many students are not going to the pumpkin patch this year, or at least classes aren't, there's also one for carving a pumpkin. And you may not be carving a pumpkin in class uh, this year, but maybe your families in distance education are, maybe they're doing it as an activity together as a family. And you, even if you're not using them as a mini schedule, you can use them as a sequencing task. So what are the steps of carving a pumpkin? You can put the schedule pieces in order in that way to tell a story about doing it. So there's lots of different ways that we can use these visuals to, to get our students used to them. Uh, these are very similar to my mini schedules for um, community activities. And I have a whole bundle of mini schedules in my store that I will link to in the blog post uh, for life skills, school, academic skills, vocational skills. There's there's a whole bundle and you may not need all of them, um, but they are already designed for you for a wide variety of tasks, including the ones that will be in this blog post. So you can find the free download link uh, pictures of mini schedules of what I'm talking about and the links to all of my mini schedules in my stores at autismclassroomresources.com slash episode 55. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope you have an amazing week and I hope that you'll come back next week. And if you like the podcast, I'd really love it if you would leave me a review on iTunes or your app of choice and let me know. Uh, that helps it to get out to more people who hopefully can benefit from some of the things I've learned over the years. Have a great week.